0: Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. The off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. So this is episode 82. We are live on the couch in McKinney, Texas. Uh, for those of you who do not know... I am Brian Pierce, and uh, as we mentioned, you're watching Seat Time. Fantastic time. Tuesday evenings, we go live on the internet at 8 p.m. Texas time, because that's, that's central, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's central. It's all that matters. Um, so, and we're big. We're Texas. We're all that matters. It's what happens. Um, and we talk about off-road uh, news in the motor world. So we go through some of the race results that happens, some of the shenanigans, and of course, any incidentals that come up that we want to talk about that we think is important to you. We appreciate everybody that's here. Uh, if this is your first time, SeatTime.co is the website. Of course, we're on Stitcher, we're on iTunes, and uh, YouTube. You can find, watch, listen, make fun of us, comment on any of the places there. But this fine gentleman next to me in the extremely bright orange KTM shirt, which, as we all know, I have absolutely no problem with. I think it's, uh, it's sexy. I think it's a fantastic color on you. I really do. I think any color would be good yeah. on you. That's or maybe blue, off of you. Yeah, whoa. Hey, <laughs> hey, we just started. What
1: the heck? Yeah, so how's it going, kids at home? I'm Caleb. Raylob. Raylob Camsey. Raylob Camsey. So that's like
0: your, your, uh, your Ronnie Mac? I yeah, mean, but sense, it's more
1: public. I'm not afraid of it. I'll wear a bandana. Oh, and I am, right. i not near as cool. But. You're like,
0: I am Caleb Ramsey, and I'm also Raylob Camsey. So it's like... Yeah,
1: it's- kind of works it's like you know you just who am of, i
0: today kind of a situation you just
1: you know just sometimes you just switch and just go in that mode that's usually when you crash is when you rail cam <laughs> <upside laughs>
0: it's, it's, it's too too much wfo yeah <laughs> basically <laughs> i blame rail <laughs>
1: so yeah you know it's kind of my alias what i don't know all right
0: well do you feel that you need an alias are you afraid of what people think about you uh no not
1: really it's whatever <laughs> all right good
0: because i'm not obviously i publicly live on the internet <laughs> uh drinking a couple beers in my case obviously a uh, hard cider because i'm a vagina about being a gluten-free <laughs> allergenic, if you will, whatever, I just made a bunch of words up, so it's fine, we'll go with it, uh, but you, of course, are enjoying a little bit, but that's okay, because he's of legal age, yeah, yeah, he's, gonna he's gonna have a couple, him. we're gonna talk about some uh, motorcycle racing, so,
1: heck yeah, let's get into it,
0: yeah, so the thing with the, the Caleb Ramsey, I don't think many of you guys know if you're outside of Texas, is how much of a badass he is when it comes to the regional Texas area. Um, especially in the off-road world, so he won the Torn that was on Saturday evening um, in Bridgeport.
1: Time. Yep, it was in Bridgeport. Um, okay,
0: and then Sunday as well won the TCCRA race, which mm-hmm. I think was Cowbone, which is outside of Cleaver. Yep. Um, so a lot of racing this weekend, oh, a lot of awesome good. going on. So just give us a little bit of a lowdown on the you know the weekend and how things went.
1: Well, um, the Torn series really made it nice because we get to uh, we get the race on Saturday. so it kind of opened up a lot of his pro riders and, and anybody, really, is you can do a race on Saturday, travel, and do another race on Sunday. And so this was our first doubleheader of the, of the year. And so um, it was at this, uh, this real beautiful ranch called Legacy Farms, um, and uh, we had a pretty good stack of pro riders as myself, Cameron Ishmael was there, uh, Brandon Glenn, local really fast moto yes. guy, <laughs> really fast, uh, Drew Higgins, and uh, Dalton Green, uh, I'm sorry, Dylan Green and uh so we we had a really good race um brandon was real i got the whole shot um got real lucky on the start um brandon was right behind me uh for the whole first lap pressuring me and then uh, i think he grabbed a tree or two or three (laughs) and uh he got interesting and so he kind of put it on cruise control and and cameron kind of put it on cruise control we all just kind of like we got separated about halfway through and then we all just kind of, kind of were like, all right, we're happy we're here. We'll just kind of chill because we knew we were all racing Sunday. Yeah. And, uh, Brandon actually, he went to Village Creek and, and clean sweep the uh, the night race Saturday night. Wow. So he did really good. But uh, so, anyways, um, I, I won. Um, Brandon got second and Cameron got third. Um, and then we uh, then we you know show up to TCCRA and TCCRA was a totally different track. Just super about ten miles of tight woods. Of just like barbing and enduro chat woods, with the exception of a quarter mile straightaway, and <laughs> that was out in the field, a three hundred right? <laughs> and a three hundred yard rhythm section of doom, and then back to tight trees. So it was
0: kind of you know it was a little different. Sounds like what I would have loved ninety eight percent of it. Yeah, <laughs> the moto section was <laughs> sketchy,
1: but even even you could have had fun on it. it was, Texas Trackmasters actually built it for the place just for this. And uh, so it was really good. It was all the faces were nice. You weren't know, chunked out or yeah. sketchy. Yeah, you no, know,
0: it looked really nice when I was out there on Saturday filming and stuff. Yeah, uh, so uh, I, I thought the the jumps looked fantastic. Right? but nice. Watching those guys, you guys hit those triples. I didn't get to see you do it particularly. I, I didn't hit
1: the second triple. What? That, yeah. What? Um, it,
0: I know. I normally who jump, are you? I normally jump everything. But everything. Yeah. I just, you normally <laughs> jump shit. And people, i go. Oh my! Like the other pros are like, what the. F is that guy doing?
1: I, I I like the little sketchy jumps, you know, but like the big sketchy jumps are, eh, you know, kind of. Eh. But the, the thing about this one is, it's built built in a woods section, like the fence line woods, and so there's no real way to like go back and like hit it again. And so I only got like one lap of practice, and I was like, well, and I just kind of said, ah, I'll just wing it in the race. But I never really figured the rhythm out. And but it.
0: You know what the rhythm was. It was hold the throttle open, jump the first one, don't let off, and then hit the second one. Yeah, That's what everybody else did. Yeah, it was
1: was ridiculous. It was like up a hill. It was like whoop section to table to single to sketchy triple to table to double, double, double to double, double. It's like this is just all straight.
0: Yeah, it was was pretty intense.
1: But the race was really good, though. Um, I got... I think I was a third around the start, behind Cameron Ishmael and uh, and Zach Watson, an up and coming uh, pro rider. And uh, anyways, we kind of diced it out, and uh, I ended up pretty much spent the entire race um, behind Cameron, just right behind him, eating his dust. Looking. I was about to ask
0: how bad the dust was out there for you. Guys. In in parts it was bad,
1: but it's kind of like one of those things, you know. People are like, "How do you ride behind somebody in the dust?" Well, if you get close enough to them, you can see in front of them, right? And so it's not bad then. But if you're like just back too far. Then it's like you can't see anything, yeah. So, like, if I stayed behind his back tire, it wasn't bad. And so, I did just got roosted the entire race. And then, on the last lap, like three quarters away through the last lap, I just held it open in the long straightaway of doom. And it kind of had this big natural berm, like it was like a, they dug out a spillway. It's total NASCAR if NASCAR turned right. And so, I made six gear, 80 mile an hour pass, almost died. And just you know just made it happen and that was pretty sketchy but that, that's why you things. win though right I mean, yeah it's, it's
0: stuff like that's what makes you win yeah like. so
1: risk my life made you know 50 more dollars or whatever <laughs> <laughs> so, it's totally worth it yeah it totally worth it day in a life so yeah so I won Cameron got second awesome awesome race together um, Austin Henderson got third. Ooh, a good ride for him. He's coming and
0: back from his injury rather well. Then he, 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 he
1: is. And then uh, Cody Beck uh, came uh, came and got it fourth. Nice. So uh, we uh, we had a good weekend.
0: Nice. Yeah, Cody for Beck. sure. It does sound like, uh, like a, Caleb and I were talking about. I was out there at Cowbone, uh, the Cleburne race on Saturday for the TCCRA stuff. I was doing a little bit of filming with yeah. some of the guys just for fun, and then uh, James James Hill and I did a couple uh, video bits for some fly racing reviews that we're doing so we had fun um it was nice and then of course it's one of those deals where you're kind of like oh you know i'm gonna leave by x time to get home for supercross then you gotta like get into talking to everybody and hanging out and all that kind of stuff and you're like you know i am having a lot of fun and i don't want to go yet and then all of a sudden it's like midnight and you're leaving you're like damn it i I had to stop and get a red bull and drive home (laughs) and stuff so then of course once i got home i couldn't get to sleep it was
1: yeah, part of the reason I only did one lap of practice is so I could sprint to the Holiday and to catch Supercross. So, probably should have just, like, T-voted and <laughs> done two
0: laps, but, nah, whatever. Hey, man, obviously <laughs> it worked out for you. So, Fairly. I still can't believe you didn't do the triple. Yeah, you know. I mean, I'm, that part of me is disappointed. Well, you know. I would have told people that you're like the batshit crazy guy that's like, uh, no, Caleb invented the triple. Well, I'm, I'm
1: not sad that I didn't because you kids at home that are friends with Cameron Ishmael on on uh, on Facebook, go to his Facebook and look at the videos of him casing the triple. He cases it like endo sideways and then bounces straight to, towards the barbed wire, like burns off the bottom wire. Was this from
0: last week when he was trying to get him, or is this no? No, this the is during the
1: race. Like I'm. De- like 10 seconds behind him and he cases it and almost dies oh um, uh, on sunday mm-hmm. hmm. and so you know that slowed him down a few seconds <laughs> <laughs> like that's why here. i caught you bitch yeah but i wasn't sad that i didn't hit it after seeing that video i was like i'm cool with dublin yeah <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's, cool. it's like
0: when you're like man you know that chick's really hot But then you find out that she's got some kind of STD, and you're like, that might have been fun.
1: She's like crazy or something. Yeah, it's like,
0: but you know, I mean, you just there's a chance either you get stuck with her or something gets stuck with you. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's okay that it didn't happen the way you might (laughs) have thought it should have. It's not the end of the world. No comment. Yeah, I, I don't know what you're talking about. My Saturdays are clean and wholesome. All Saturdays.
1: So what's next, Woody? <laughs> I don't know. What do you want to talk about, man? This
0: is your show, isn't it?
2: What? Yeah, well, whatever, man.
0: I'm just I'm just here, man. I don't do this all the time. Let's check our digital itinerary. Check your digital itinerary. I'll tell you what's going on. Is the fact that this is Seed time, and Seed time has a bunch of fantastic partners, and one of those partners is Fly Racing. Um, I know you guys had to have noticed at the very beginning. Um, is the fact that Fly Racing is not just our title sponsor, but one of the guys that have been with us from the very beginning uh dale spangler over there is a great great partner great great friend um and he's kind of like a mentor uh not in the gay oh my gosh like this guy's amazing sort of way though he is quite amazing so it might be kind of gay but he really does look out for us he helps us out with a lot of the stuff that we're looking to to find answers to and i think that they're somebody that you should friend so go check them out at flyracing.com look at a lot of the gear that they have going on um, they have they they are the biggest uh, gear manufacturer in off road period. They put in the most money to it and they help out all the riders as much as they can. It's great to see how many series have started to come up and really have a uh, full fly racing support. All the contingencies that they put out there, I think it's fantastic. Um, you can check them out on Facebook. They're on Twitter, all those fun areas. So make sure you tell them that sea Time sent you over there. Tell them we said hi. You know, and if uh, you happen to be in Boise around uh, the WPS place. Walk in there. Be like, what's up, Dale Spangler? Woody from Sea Time sent me over here. I'm just going to hang out. He said I can shadow you for the day. I mean, I don't know if you can, but I'm going to tell you you can. So go by. Check it out. You know? There I mean, you go. Because Boise um, is about, ta- about an hour away from Idaho City where they're having the first ISTE qualifier. Nice, um, nice. And you went um, there, a month away. You went there last year? I did. I did. Yeah. Oh, uh, nice. May 25th and 26th, I believe, or it's the 24th, 25th. Um, and so if you want to go to that race, you can stop by the WPS place and talk to Dale Spangler. Yeah. Definitely yeah. tell him what he sent you by at that point. That would just be funny to see what his face does. <laughs> <laughs> You'd
1: be like, oh, damn that 1, guy. thousand miles away.
0: <laughs> oh, dude, that was a horrible drive. 27 hours one <laughs> way. That, was, mm, that was, it was absolutely horrible. So thank yeah. you very much, Fly Ra- Ra- Racing, Fly Racing, for your support of Sea Time. We appreciate all your support. But check them out, flyracing.com. Love it! So, uh, I think, Steven, what's going on over there? Is there any... any? any uh... um, yeah, we can...
3: We
0: you can tell me, in, man. We
3: can call in Grant whenever you're
0: ready. Let's do it. Let's call in Grant. So, uh, we've been uh, kind of talking to different uh, people online, if you will, and uh, I, we've had Stuart Baylor Jr. on the show before, but this is going to be his younger brother, Grant Baylor. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how everything goes and if we actually get connected. But... Um, I'm not too sure, we'll see what happens. So, it looks like Stephen that your technology is not going the way that you thought it would, um, but it's okay. So, while Stephen tries to figure this out, and we try to get to Grant and talk to him about some of the GNCC racing and national enduro stuff that he's done, we've got a couple other uh results from different races that have gone on. So, uh, round five, national hare and hound mm-hmm. that went down. And uh, Johnson Valley with the Viking, uh, Vikings Motorcycle Group put that on, and then of course we had J Day. J Day opened up this past weekend, you know, in, have in to the hear northwest. A lot about that. So I mean, and it, it, I think it's kind of the the one thing that I took away from the fact that J Day started this weekend was I didn't find out that J Day started this weekend only from their website or only from their Facebook page. It was every other like large off road, you know media
1: yeah i've been seeing a lot of like verb off-road and, and a lot of a lot of racers like kind of will say this or that about it but yeah I've, i haven't really heard i don't really know exactly what it is like it's yeah it's it's what just, do you know uh,
0: okay so yeah uh, in the quickest way i could think to put it down is it is started by john day who is a former uh world enduro rider right he's from the states and he picked up a lot from a lot of race format ideas over there that he thought would work really, really well here and kind of take precedence over the fact of the hour, hour and a half, two hours, three hours long race series that we have in the States. So mm-hmm. what he does is he essentially takes the moto format where there's two 30 minute motos, but in a very, very off road, uh, you know, trail friendly nice. uh, format, um, And he does throw in a little bit of moto. He throws in a little bit of extreme type stuff. Obviously, Mm -hmm. because of his world enduro background, he throws in a a lot of bitching grass tracks, if you watch some of the videos.
1: Oh, yeah. They know how to do grass tracks. The the
0: format um, seems amazing. Um, I don't even know if it's just the format. I think that just everything that John Day is trying to do, he's done, and it's come across really well. And so people are enjoying his series. They're enjoying his company, all that kinds of stuff, and it's just gone extremely well for him. Um, and the series nice. just is this keeps the second picking up. They... This is like the fourth year. This is, but oh, this is wow. like they've okay. just continuously gotten bigger. This okay. might be their third, their third year um, as a full-on series. I believe they did a winter series for a little while. Uh-huh. Their first year to kind of just see how it went with the format, and then from there they kind of started picking it up. Nice, so. very nice. But yeah, there uh, Johnny G got first place overall. Obviously, he got first and first with the two motos. Uh, Robbie Marshall got fourth and second to have a second overall. And then was it Tegan? Let me get his name right. Tegan Temple got yeah. a second and fourth in the two motos to then have third overall. Um, so it's interesting to think about off road maybe in the more of a moto format where it's like, yeah. well, how'd you do overall? Did you get second, first? Yeah, and I got first in the weekend. You know, yeah, like,
1: that makes it a little interesting. Kind of gives you. Chance to redeem yourself if you didn't get as quite as good as yeah good of a moto and one or result in moto one, so yeah that's a little different. That's yeah. you know kind of like the the torque series down south. They kind of do a works kind of style. They okay. have two one hour races, one hour race on Saturday, one hour race on Sunday. Yeah, so it's kind of like you know a lot of you know it seems like some more and more off roaders are kind of going that direction. Yeah. two moto. Well, I, th-
0: kind of I think it's interesting because we even I, I don't know if it's people passionate but we've even had i've heard some some people talk about J day where they think it's great they love it but then they have the same kind of problem that they do like in the moto world where you go out there and sit around for so long
1: oh a long time between motos. Yeah, a long
0: time between motos and because of the way that it's laid out you know like something you know, a lot of guys when they do moto type stuff they can go out and enter the 250 class, classic enter the 450 class, they and enter an open class they can kind of continuously race and keep things going. Right. But in this format, they don't have that ability because all the A riders are together or all the B riders are in the long course kind of a situation, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're not going to have like a, they don't have like a sportsman type class in, say, in the C program where guys could maybe do a little bit of all kinds of racing. They do have a 125 class, which I believe uh, Johnny G did as well, which was... That's just awesome. Sounds pretty sweet. Yeah. It's, the that's honeybees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the honeybees.
1: Smell so good. Yes. Especially <laughs>
0: when you have like the good race gas and the good, you know, the uh, what, the good oils oh, and yeah. such, if you will, for premix. Mm hmm. Ah, speaking of premix, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that hard cider's pretty good.
1: Very nice, very nice. So we also had the uh the tea sack this weekend too. Yeah, gator bait and uh, very nice. right outside of Houston. Yeah, I heard that track's pretty good.
0: Yeah it's 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 interesting because the the trail riders of Houston have two different properties one just north of Houston and ju- one just west of Houston um I, I don't really know how all that works out and why it is the way it is but so this is Gator bait and this is the property that's west of Houston and the uh Martin Howe got first place, yeah. um, which is awesome for him. I know he's been really, really working hard to get a good overall finish, and he got it this past weekend. And it sounds like a lot of people had rain. Uh, we had the National Enduro had rain. A lot of people on the East Coast, I guess yeah, you could say, oh, had a lot of rain. rain. Um, <laughs> and so the the track, which was supposed to be a, I believe, or the, the course was supposed to be about six tests for Gator Bait. Actually, it was only three because they knew that It was going to be two loops, and so they knew that it was just going to be bikes stuck everywhere and right. all kinds of crazy stuff. So they ran the three tests. Um, and the people that I've talked to, I was talking to Troy Green a little bit today and uh, Cole Reynolds, mm-hmm. who were both uh, A-Riders in uh, Texas. And they said that it was like the second test was the, the one of the most fun times they have had on a dirt bike because it's like a monster. It yeah. was like so sandy that all yeah. the rain just made it absolutely primo. Soaking. But yeah. the first and second tests were just super slick. If it was if they was if they could see the dirt, it was super slick. If they couldn't see the dirt, it felt like it the the water was like almost like seat height. They said that it was just like ridiculous and they couldn't believe that the you know, organization held the race still, but hey
1: gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. You know,
0: got, gotta get the race happening. So
1: <laughs> Well that's uh, good job from Mountain Martin, Martin Hall. He's a Excellent rider, raced against him. Yeah,
0: I kind of wish he'd make it up north a little bit more. He's he kind of lives in the Houston East, more southern uh, part of the state. He does yeah. some Torx races though, doesn't yeah.
1: he? Yeah, yeah, I've raced with him a couple of the torques and and uh, well, that's why, I mean. He's he's a really great rider, really a little bit older, but a lot more knowledgeable.
0: Really, so. he's he's quiet.
1: Yeah, He's very quiet. I don't know. <laughs> so good yeah. for him. Good job for him.
0: Good job for Mountain Hall, how? Wow, oh. man, this oh. is all over the place. I gotta. I think it's the, I, I mean, I'm going to blame the uh, pain medication still. <laughs> so, I'll do it.
1: Okay, okay. Don't <laughs> make me mad. Not be I Come cool. at you.
0: You don't want to make me, it's not that. It's just that right now I'm barely talking well, if you would say that in English grammar. Uh, and if you were to poke my shoulder... I know that I wouldn't, <laughs> and then you would definitely have to just completely do the show. So <laughs> be out of I it. I mean, if yeah. you're if you're if you're ready for that, that's fine. No, no, you... but no, I'm just still my show, huh?
1: No, man, I'm, I'm your partner in crime. I'm just a guest. All right, we're just show we're just, uh, just we're just guest. making trouble. Just making trouble. Guest area.
0: Yeah. Um. So on the west coast, we were talking about the national Heron Hound. So we had round five there at Johnson Valley of Vikings Motorcycle Motorcycle Guys. Put that on. Kirk Caselli, the favorite man of every off-road racer, as it should be, right, came away was... with the win. Uh, Ivan Ramirez in second, and Nick Burson in third. Uh, I, I don't think it's much of a surprise that Kirk Caselli got the win, but I, I don't know if I'm surprised, happy, or just kind of like glad to finally see Ivan Ramirez on another podium. Um, I know that KTM's kind of brought him in last year, to help out with their Baja effort nice, yeah. The 250, to 500, and the 1000 In the score series uh, You know, but I, I don't think things have gone great Now granted, that was the first year This is the second year And I don't know that he's had the best, the best runs At a lot of the events that he's entered um, So I, I'm glad to see that he has had yeah. You know, put together a good event And then Nick Burson Obviously been riding for a very long time It's good to see him, you know not just on the podium, but still on the podium, kicking ass and taking names. Heck yeah. <laughs> I hear I hear noises. It sounds like we're in a midget's closet. That's pretty fun because of the fact that you're sideways.
4: <laughs>
0: there we go. Hey! Oh, God.
1: Oh, no, he's trying to... For, for those of you at home,
0: uh, just to, to not uh, completely uh, leave you up to question what is going on, uh, Stephen is attempting to get Grant Baylor on uh, seat time right now over Skype, and so that is that is what Stephen is playing around with. I'm going to go ahead and guess, Grant, that you're using an iPad 2. Yeah,
2: I'm on my iPhone 5.
0: You're on your iPhone 5. Well, it looks... Just like an iPad too. We have got to talk to Apple about upgrading these sons of bitches. So before uh, before stuff gets crazy, it looks like you're in a very similar spot to a place that we saw Russell Bobbitt in uh, a couple months back. Is is this a is this your uh, personal location, or would this possibly be a place that multiple motorcycle racers would stay at? Um, would
2: be a place where multiple racers to stay at at the trials training
0: Nice. Yeah. So the trials training center. Okay. Yeah. Because not only have I seen that air conditioner unit in the background in before, but the paneling just really—you're never going to forget that paneling.
1: It looks like you're in a log cabin. Yeah, like for camping.
0: sure. I mean, it looks like you're having a good time. Very small log cabin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I was right. Okay. It is. It is a log cabin. All right. Well, Grant. Um, we, we just had the National Enduro this past weekend That you were racing at We've got the GNCC's that you've been competing in In the X 2 class uh, Kind of, I mean You took over for your brother And I would say that you have done a fantastic freaking job And that you have probably over exceeded What a lot of people thought that you were going to do When you got on his bike So just talk to us a little bit Tell us about you know the racing this year And, and what's been going down
2: um, So far I've had a pretty good year And uh didn't really expect to be where I'm at in the GCCs and even in the Enduros, I didn't expect to be up there with those guys running running close to their pace and uh, I'm just, I'm still struggling in the Enduros, I want want to get right up there in the mix with those guys, but uh, so far it's been a pretty good year and you know, everybody's been saying that I'm taking over for Stewart, but you know, I'm not really taking over Stewart, I'm making my own name and you know, just training every week and trying to get better every day. And I'm at the Charles Training Center, um, riding some rocks with uh, Ian White, and just hanging
0: out. Nice. Well, um, I think that's a very good statement that you made. Uh, in the fact that you're not trying to take over for Stewart, you're trying to make your own name. I think that that is a very, very solid statement. So. Because of that, that that's the way you're looking at it, which is, I think, fantastic. Um, how how do you think you're going to set yourself apart from what a lot of people um, would see as you know you kind of following in the footsteps of your brother?
2: Uh, I don't know. Um, you know, we're we're a whole different like style of riders. I mean, he's more whiskey and I'm lost speed. Um, <laughs> you know, more you know, that's the main thing that separates, is he's you know, these on two wheels, and he'll go through a section and five miles long and he'll crash ten times and somehow still win it, which amazes me and I can do uh, probably three or four GCCs without crashing, um, and I think that's a, that's a big difference between us, is he's crazy, can have a control. of
0: control. Right? Well, um... Do you think that – are you that way because you learned a lot from, like, watching your older brother? Like, maybe have a lot of crashes and maybe a couple injuries and things like that? Or or is that y'all's personalities as well? Are you guys – I don't know much about your personality personally. You know, we've never met in person and talked, but I have met your brother. Um, and I would say that your brother's a little out there and stuff. So are y- is it that y'all's personalities are that different? Pretty
2: much. I mean, know. He never shuts up and you know how he is, I'm sure he didn't shut up the whole time he
0: was on here. Yeah. So. <laughs> I know he tried to call me gay and I was like, Come on now. I was like, come on now. You don't you don't have a wife and a couple kids just by you know being with like a bunch of dudes.
1: Well hey, uh um Grant, how how old are you? Um, I'll be
2: sixteen May seventh
1: here in a week. Wow, that's that's pretty amazing that you're going that fast that young that is that is really something else i mean would you say that it's definitely helped having your having your older brother there that somebody to gauge off of and somebody to chase yeah it's, i
2: mean that really is a big help because i mean you know i've and i learned from the stuff that he makes he makes he makes mistakes and i try to correct him, like, on like my half and you know just watching him ride helps me out just following him i mean yeah i'm a lot different rider there so i'm completely different in a bunch of ways but you yeah, i think it helps out a lot and especially in the enduros last year when i was running the a class uh, i was on his road for the last half of the year and just watching him and those really helped me a lot and the enduros i probably wouldn't be where i'm at this year if it wasn't for him watching him last year you off know, of him because I was, I was trying to ride smooth in the Enduros and it just wasn't, it wasn't
0: working out. I mean,
2: I was watching him and he was winning them. So I just tried to watch what he was doing and he was just ripping on the throttle. And you yeah. know, and then Enduros, I'm a completely different rider compared to the GCCs. In Enduros, I'm a little more crazy and, you know, whiskey throttle, I ride a lot more like him in Enduros because that's just how you gotta do it. Watching you, watch these guys out there, and they're
1: just nothing on that. Yeah, I know what you mean. You really got to sprint corner to corner, and GNCCs are kind of looking at the three hour mark, kind of, you know, you got it on in chill mode, sort of. And, and kind of it your
2: speed
1: better in uh, GNCCs because the corners
0: aren't as tight. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Well, uh, I know that, you know, you being 15 right now, uh, shortly about to be 16, uh, has, has probably put a lot of thoughts in people's minds about rules and things like that about how young you are in pro classes I think with the GNCC's I remember hearing some kind of changes and all that kinds of crap do you know much behind that I mean did they change rules to get you in the class or more younger guys that are like 15 in the class um, could you kind of fill me in a little bit more on how all that went down
2: well it started about uh, three years ago when Stuart started running XET. um they're were, they were all like, you know, 15-year-old shouldn't be in an XCT, and that was when they had no rules over that. And as soon as he started running it, and he turned 16, they changed the rules. Of, you know, I think they changed it to where you got to be 16 to be in XCT. As soon as he turned 16, so it wouldn't conflict with him because he was already factory back KTM under 10. Right. You know, and uh, they changed it as soon as he turned 16. So that was already a Stuart Baylor rule. And <laughs> also, put a lock on the X1 class for you got be 17 to run in, and just because of Stuart. And then uh, this past year, I was running. It was my second year in X there uh, 250A, and my first year in 250A I got overall amateur, and won the A class and all that. And then last year I. Did a lot better and ended up with 60th overall and won the overall A and all that. And uh, we were trying, we were calling Rita and, the, and the, uh, all those guys up with GCCs and asking them if they would, you know, try to get me into the XC2 because I didn't really want to run at, at the 258. Again. And RT was calling them and they decided, they decided last minute, like, I think it was the night before the banquet, uh, they put that rule in there that said, it you know, said, it goes uh, in red print, and it said, uh, if you're 15 years old and finish within the top 20 overall from the year before, you can run XCT. So I had 16th overall, and, you know, so that was, that was the story behind that.
0: Huh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. I I think honestly, I think that's fair. I don't, you know, especially, you know, for someone like you. I mean, honestly, if you're fast enough to be there and fit in 15, I mean, do it. Especially XC2. Maybe, you know, we've had some some interesting discussion with the guys like Nate Canny who believe there shouldn't be an XC2 or XC1, that there should just be a pro class. You know, and they have their reasons for that. But I kind of think that there's a good reason to have an XE2 class as a stepping stone into the XE1 class. Mm-hmm. So, sure, at 15, if you're fast enough to be, you know, competing against essentially the the kind of that, that light pro class or that, you know, that, that almost full-fledged badass ride whatever bike you want because I'm going to be the top fat 10 fastest guys regardless class, do it. I mean, do you think that, I mean, have you not had an awesome year being 15-year-old? Like racing against all these badass pros?
2: Yep, so far it's been great here. I mean, I wasn't expecting to be up there racing with uh, DeLong and um, all those guys. And, uh, I'm sorry, Ian over here. <laughs> <laughs> Some shenanigans sitting in
0: front
2: of me. did at me through this window here. It's hard to talk, but, uh, yeah.
0: Well, just tell him that you're gonna beat him this coming weekend, and tell him to shut up. He yeah, he's really
2: gonna be pushing for a top five or in the HEXY team. So. Well, if if you're
0: pushing for to top four, then that means you're still gonna beat him, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna let you, I'm not gonna let Ian give you too much crap because I know Ian, and uh, he's a, I mean he's a good guy. Don't get me wrong, but. I'm not going to let him push around a 15-year-old, almost 16, you know what I mean? Talk
2: about you now. You said you sound like a hyena over here.
0: Well, I mean, I, I wish. Unfortunately, I would love to blame the iPhone, but it's probably how I actually sounded in person, um, which is quite unfortunate for myself. But like I said, you know, I got married. I got a couple kids. We obviously know how it worked out. So suck it, yeah. Ian. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I want to know a little bit more of, of, of what you've thought about some of moving up to the XC2 class. You are a very, very fast rider. You, overall, you just mentioned it. You overall the amateur uh, last year coming from the 258 class. I really think that there are a lot of guys coming up um, that might be even a little bit older than you that would like to know how it went for you and, and what it's like now, where you're at and, and some of the things that they might need to work on. Um, if they don't have their own Steward Baylor, you know, brother to kind of go off of. I, I, I don't say it in the in the lights of your brother. I just mean, like, what have you learned and what can you pass on to guys that want to be where you're at? Well, you
2: know, I've and I've been, been riding since I was three, which kind of helps out with
0: progressing, you know, most yeah. of these guys now. 12 to years. <laughs> Later.
2: Like my dad's always pushed me and pushed me to, to ask me to a and he'll get out there and run lifetimes on us and really it's, it's uh, mainly what I do is just go out and run lifetimes and try to beat myself and uh, try to ride with other guys who are faster than me and you know learn a thing or two and uh, I've always been driving with my brother and he's he's always. I mean, I've always been trying to pee off of him, and yeah, just racing every weekend helps out a lot. Just uh, um, I don't know. I mean, I've been to uh, a bunch of riding schools, and I mean that's kind of what I'm doing here now. Is I'm at Charles uh, Training Center doing some Charles riding schools, and you know, just trying to get a better technique. Over these rocks and stuff, getting ready for these uh, northern rounds, and I think tomorrow we're gonna go out there on the bikes and you know just try to get get better at these rocks on our bikes, and uh, it's, it helps out a lot just having someone to ride with and someone that's fast that you can just try to keep up with. I mean, well last week we had the long down at my house, and and uh, Nick Davis and Ian, they were all there, so. It's always a big help just riding with other guys and you know, picking up the pace a little bit and just trying to push pushing to beat each other. And, uh, but really just the biggest help is just my dad's always been pushing me to be the best. and
0: yeah yeah Well, uh, we definitely, uh, last week we talked with uh, Tanner Thomas out of the Northwest, and he's been competing on the, you know, in the National Enduro Series this year. And he is epitome of definitely living the privateer life in the sense of, like, him and his dad driving all the races and stuff and, you know, talking with you and a lot of other guys. You know, that's – I don't know if it's just about having fast riders around you as much as it is maybe as having a good support group around you because um, as long as you have those people around you that can support you, you can find the right guys to ride with, um, you know, that, that either that are faster than you all the time maybe faster than you in some areas maybe they just have different techniques that they can pass along that are really going to help you out so being underneath the ktm tent now that i've seen your bike there a couple times how the hell does that feel you know how good it feels he's speechless that's how good it feels (laughs) can you hear 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 me
2: broken up for a little
0: while. Oh, man, whatever. You're just making fun of my hyena voice. Last part I said is you
2: saw my bike under the tent.
1: Yeah, how does that feel? Yeah, how does
0: that feel?
2: I mean, it feels great. I mean, to be under, under the factory tent, I mean, but I'm still not completely factory. I'm I'm somewhat still, I'm pretty much just a support rider still. Uh, I have a few different sponsors than those guys. Like, um, I have... PG graphics instead of Trinity, and just a few things like that, and wearing like a showy helmet and
4: all that stuff.
2: So there's a there's a little bit. It's a little bit different than being full factory, but it's still pretty cool being under the tent.
0: Yeah. At 50 yeah. And, you know. Wicked. Did you know that uh, that Powersport Graphics is a sponsor of Seatime?
2: Time? No, I did not.
0: Yeah. If you go to the to their website to RidePG.com. And you enter in the discount code SEATTIME, you can instantly save 10% off of your order. Yeah. What would no. you think if you were like looking for a discount in a deal that that would not be freaking awesome? Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be.
1: <laughs> I don't think he cares much. He might get that I mean, three. he might save more. <laughs> but I'm
0: just saying there's other guys out there that are, that are looking for, they're not looking for handouts, but at the same time they're looking to support a couple people. Oh, and yeah. they're like, hey, I'm watching SEATTIME. And uh, I want to help support Seat Time. I want to help support their sponsors. And just to let you know, one of our fantastic support, uh, sponsors is PowerSport Graphics. So you can find them at RidePG.com. Go check them out. You want to save 10% of your entire order, no matter what you order, anything on the website, you enter know, the discount code Seat Time, S-E-A-T-T-I-M-E. If you want to save 40% off your order, you can click the Ready to Ship option. option. And so the Ready to Ship option is actually so the, the graphics, as you see them, are the graphics that you're going to get. So obviously you don't have much of a customiz- customization ability, but you're saving yourself 40%, so you really got to kind of figure out what you're looking for there. Uh, you want to throw out your own bling or your dad's construction company or whatnot, or, uh, you know, go with that. So RPG check them out. Enter the discount code time Save yourself some money because it's going to be badass. Uh, we really thank them for their support. They're awesome. So Grant, um, what's coming up next? we got some more GNCC racing. Uh, I think we're going to have uh, – you know, your brother's been doing the GNCC live, helping out with that going on. You know, what's new? What's next for you? Are you gonna have a reality TV show or anything? Oh,
1: nothing I know. I don't know,
0: I mean, That
1: would be yeah. sweet. <laughs> He's already about me again, then the announcing. But yeah, I don't know. I
2: mean, got Kentucky this weekend. and just, I don't know. I Maybe. Mean, Maybe I can. I'm you know, trying, pushing hard to get the end, middle of the podium. I think Flex past few rounds, but yeah, yeah. a little faster and get around those guys in the last lap.
0: Well, um, so. To to kind of to either separate or maybe even bring you and your brother closer together, uh, some what would you say is the biggest difference in y'all's bike setup? Like, what's something that you just find that when your brother does X on his bike setup that you just think is the most irate thing?
2: Um, he runs his rear brake pedal way high, and when I get on his bike, I crash every single corner because my (laughs) foot hits it, and. That's the thing. I mean, that that's always especially when I get on this bike. But
0: pretty much other than
2: that, our bikes are almost identical. I mean, we weigh the same. We uh, run the bars pretty much the same, and the he doesn't run a steering stabilizer, and I run a ste- steering stabilizer, and there's really nothing different. I mean, we both run those ankle saver foot pegs. Those things are great.
0: You know, uh, you've had good experiences with those?
2: Oh yeah. I love them, and yeah, he was trying to get me to run them all last year, and I was just like, no, I'm just going to stick with what I got, and uh, I, I rode his bike a good little, little bit at the end of last year when we were shipping bikes back to KTM. I think his was, like, the only one left I had to ride or something like that, so I was just riding on it, and I ended up loving those pegs, so I'm running those now this year. Uh, I mean, our bikes are just about the same. The bars are rolled pretty much close to each other and um, I think uh, the motors are a little bit different for our enduro bikes for this year um, he's running a completely stock motor and uh, Tony Hall with KTM factory services is doing my motor for my enduro bike and but he just didn't want he said he would kill himself if he had a little more power in the enduros (laughs) Uh, yeah,
0: some sort, so. yeah, for sure. That's funny. That's funny as I'll get out, man. Well, dude, we really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. Um, it, it's it's absolutely amazing that you're 15 years old and that you're soon to be 16 years old and riding the way you are. Um, I think, and again, not to take anything away from you, I think it's to give you a better shout out. Is that I think a lot of people said the same thing about your brother, but they said it a year later in his life um and so you were now you know you're 15 doing that everybody was doing that at 16 for him so i think just keep doing what you're doing and you're not going to have to worry about being in his shadow uh you're you're obviously already a fantastic rider on your uh, you know outright on your own so just keep it up keep having fun and and, uh, keep what holding it open
2: (laughs) i didn't hear half of what you
0: just said so you're like that's okay most of the time it's just a word vomit you know anyway what what it is? I gave you praise, and you say thank, thank you. Thank you. Bam! There it is. We'll edit it later and make shit awesome, right?
1: That's right.
0: <laughs> Caleb, no. <laughs> Caleb, do you, have, do you have anything
1: left? Uh, no, not really. It's great mm-hmm. to great to talk to you, Grant, and good luck this year.
0: Yeah, we'll see you. Uh, I'll see you for sure in Oklahoma. I'll be at the at the uh, enduro up there. We might be doing a live show Saturday evening around right before dinner time. They are in the pits, so don't take off too early. I'll be in touch about that, all right? All right. All right, dude. Thanks again. Tell Ian I said hi and that uh to get his GoPro in better shape. All right.
2: You want to talk to him? He's right
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> Do I want to talk to him? Hey, Steven, you tell me. You Where are we at with the? Uh,
2: no,
0: being jerks? We're all right. Let's put Ian Blythe on. All right. What's we're up, guys? Hi, <laughs> hey, buddy. Gonna switch it up and bring the Coloradian in. Well, just letting you guys know, we put
3: off uh, getting the Chinese buffet for dinner for like uh, for the last like hour and a half. No, two hours. Two hours. We were just getting ready to go, and uh, Grant's like, "I'm so sick and famous, I have to do interviews," and uh, we—that's where that's where we've been. And so now you're
0: now you're mooching off of his famousness. Now I'm hungry and mooching off his famousness. I exactly. like it. That's that's where every, that's what every famous guy should be. Yeah.
3: yeah. That's uh, that's how we roll. Right so you've here. been
0: you've been trying to you, you have now put in this is gonna be your first year, completely committed to racing all the national enduros, racing the X E two class, you know, total privateer lifestyle, kicking it around with all these guys. What's it been like coming from Colorado to, to finally get a chance to do this?
3: Well, um, it's sweet that I have the opportunity to do it. But at the same time, I haven't been home since like New Year's and uh, definitely living like the, the gypsy lifestyle. <laughs> but it's been badass. You know, the people you meet are, are super cool and uh, getting to know the Baylor family has been awesome. And hanging out with Andy Belong and, uh, and, and Nick Davis. Yeah, it's been sweet, but, uh, you know, there's there's ups and downs, you know. I was sleeping in a Ford excursion on most nights, and we've been lucky enough to have a cabin this week, so...
0: Uh... <laughs>
1: not bad, not bad. Okay.
0: Well, um, okay, so who has been the coolest person that you've met, then, on your excursions, and maybe who has been not the coolest person? Um...
3: I don't know. It's been sweet hanging out with the Baylor family. Uh, Stu Baylor might be, have to be the, uh, the coolest. Uh, not to take anything away from Little Stu, but I'm, I was talking about Big Stu Baylor it might be my favorite person. Uh, um, but, uh, I've knows.
0: heard that. I've heard that their dad's pretty badass. Uh, that he's a lot of fun to hang out with. Uh,
3: he knows a thing or two about dirt bikes. Uh, he's really been uh, been helping me out.
0: Wicked. Well, um, so. When it comes to riding and racing at the GNCC level in the XC2 class and at the National Enduros, what have you learned so far? Like from what you thought you knew going in to what you know now? Like how how has it changed your your thought process?
3: Um you no. Know, it's hard to know exactly what I've learned. It's usually when you're racing everything's so uh, subconscious that you don't you, you don't have time to think about things so hopefully i'm learning skills and reactionary like skills on the bike but uh as far as racing it's just the gncc guys are freaking fast man it's uh there's a lot of really fast guys and they go fast for the whole three hours so uh you know it's it's a lot harder than i thought it would be in the xc2 class to get up in the top five and uh At the national enduros, um, now that I'm starting to get closer to the to the top guys, I'm just learning that um, you know how sketchy fast they're going through the tight trees. They're just so pinned and taking so many big risks. Um, And you know, at this last national enduro, I was like feeling like if I went any faster, I would crash. And then I went a little bit faster, and I didn't crash. And I know those guys are going faster still, and they're not crashing. So it's like. You can do it, but <laughs> it's just scary. you know, you got to get over a lot, of, uh, a lot of fear, you know? I really like
1: how you put that, but sketchy fast is a good word to use whenever you're going through woods you've never been through in your life and trying to hang it out.
3: Yeah, and those guys wadded up, you know, once a race, it seems like. You just pick up the bike fast, and, you know, it's... It's sketchy, but at the same time, compared to desert racing where the speeds are like 80, 90 miles an hour, it's really safe. You know, you're just going through the woods at 30 miles an hour, which...
0: (laughs) You're only going through the woods at 30 miles an hour. (laughs) Less cactus. Hey, but there's big-ass trees that you could, like, pinball off of. (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying why I'm a huge wuss. (laughs) I know that. That's fine. It happens. Yeah. Hey, are you gonna be at? Uh, are you gonna be able to make it west for any of the ISDE qualifiers, or make it to Idaho City, or are you gonna try to make Ohio, or is that not on the agenda this year? Uh, no, I'd love
3: to go to ISDE this year, um, but uh, I'm, I'm gonna go to just Ohio. I think Idaho's too far, and my yeah. legs are. Out east, and, uh, I've never done Ohio before, so I'm gonna go try go there and see how see how
0: I can do. Wicked. Uh, well, uh, Jesse Grome, you know he sh- he was on the show last week, and he uh, he showed up at Ohio last year for fun, and won both days and won the overall. And uh, then when Stewart got hurt, got to fill in for him. So, you know, I, I you know not to say that that's that's the way it's going to have to work for you, but I'm just saying that you know obviously if you just go randomly show up, that shit could be awesome, and you could have a fantastic time, win, and, uh, and keep kicking ass and taking names. Didn't you you did really well at Idaho City last year, didn't you? <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, I won Idaho. I think I've won it twice now. Well,
0: he's only won it twice. Yeah, I
3: won it last year. Um, and uh, yeah, that race is fun. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm not too worried about Ohio. I'm just gonna go there and have fun and see how I can do. I'm pretty good at grass tracks, so usually I do well at those type of races. But uh, um, we'll see if I get to go to Six Days this year, then that'll be awesome. If not, then I'm not too worried about it. I'm just trying to get fast at national throws and NCCS this year.
0: Yeah, so any more world enduro type stuff in your future, you think, in the coming years?
3: Well, you know, I'd love to. (laughs) It's just, uh, it's tough to get over there and do it, but I'm happy for the opportunity that I already had. You know, I did it one year, and I did two races, or three races last year, and it was sweet. um, But, I don't know, it's, it's kind of, like, there's good racing here, and there's guys that are a lot faster than me so I've got a lot of ripping food just right here in the backyard, so uh, I'm just trying to, to take one step at a time. But,
0: yeah, I mean, for sure I love, love that type of racing. I'll be back over there, but uh, I'm not busy. Hell, yeah. Okay, I think uh, one thing that Caleb and I were talking about before we let you guys go and get your Chinese buffet, even though it is maybe 10 o'clock where you guys are. Um, I don't do math well, so I might be wrong, and that's fine but was did you guys get a chance to watch the Supercross racing from this past weekend? Yeah was that um, I well, mean actually this uh, I'm
3: I not hear me Yeah but we watched it last week or I watched it last week just the qualifiers, I think. Um, I think I turned it off at, after uh, Ken Roxon's LCQ, which was can you hear me
1: Yeah oh yeah yeah that was bad.
3: I turned it on after Ken Roxon's LCQ which like gave me like a stomach ache, I felt so bad for him. He was going so fast and like rode so well but then didn't quite make it and I was like oh that's horrible and then, then I, I went to sleep <laughs> after that, I didn't watch the mains. But uh, yeah, I mean that's, uh, Supercross is badass, I gotta watch it, it's like the it's like the pinnacle of like the best of the best, it's like the Formula One of dirt bike racing. So. Uh, yeah, you're
0: to watch it. yeah. I and obviously, you know, I I'm more of an off road guy. Well, definitely an off road guy. There's no way I'm gonna ever race a supercross or motocross race. Uh, Caleb's been out racing some motocross, but we're mainly off road guys. Uh, so but I, I think the racing that happened in Salt Lake City had to be talked about a little bit, and we'll probably get into some of that details, but we'll let you guys go to dinner. I just had to see what you guys thought. I think you're absolutely correct. I could not believe I'll I'll just uh, even demoralizing for myself on the couch drinking my adult beverage
1: (laughs) felt bad just like a little bit
0: but if there's anybody I wanted to kill it was Aaron Bates I was like like, get the fuck out of that guy's face are you serious I was like dude if there's anybody that gets to deserve to get punched in the titty it is her. I mean they're fake they're big they can take it but damn
3: I thought he was going to tackle her, like, off the bike. <laughs> I mean,
0: like, I get it. Like, the, the, the larger Supercross gets, the more professional everybody has to be. And so the more coverage they have to try to get. And they have to do that. That's just what it takes at that level of media coverage. But, holy shit. Like Oh, bad. oh I mean, because everybody felt horrible. As you said, when he went over the line in third place. And the second you could see Aaron Bates running up, I think everybody just, like, wanted to beat their TV. It was like, <laughs> don't do it! And you're doing it. You're doing it! Horrible. Horrible. Yeah, I, yeah, I had the same, the same
3: feelings when that happened. I was, oh, man, it felt so bad. But, yeah, it'll come down to Vegas. It's going to be a sweet race next week again.
1: Oh, it? yeah. Oh, that it will.
0: Yeah. That and it you know, will. you know where I'm going to be watching it? I'm going to be watching it here. At my house. While the Beer Olympics is going on. Ooh. What up? Have you heard anything about this, Ian? <laughs> Dude, how how bad do you think Ken Rockson is going to rape his heat race? Uh, gonna... you, okay, when he... It, in the LCQ, when he was trying to catch, up, catch back up, I, you had not seen anybody ride like that throughout the year. Anybody. He rode better than anybody that has ridden this entire year, 450 or 250. So if he comes out with that same kind of this aggression, oh dude, dude, dude! I'm sorry, Till Max fast, but no, he ain't got it.
3: <laughs> that's
0: that's the truth. Well, yeah. we're gonna
3: get out of here. Thank you guys. Yeah, for sure. We Thank appreciate
0: you. the time, man. Good luck. Keep having fun. Uh, keep us updated for sure, man. We're gonna love to have you guys on the show. Uh, more in the future, and especially we want to know how your bowels feel after a little bit of Chinese buffet. I think it's going to be horrible. All
3: right, we'll, uh, we'll send you an update.
0: Yeah, tweet me some twits, man. <laughs> See you <ya>. guys. <laughs> Bye, guys. All right, so uh, I, think, I think it's uh, it's worth covering a little bit about the fact that uh, that was some badass supercrush racing this past week. That
1: was. It really was. So
0: Villapoto getting a three-peat on the champion, so he's fitting now with Bob Hanna, uh, Jeremy McGrath, and the goat. Yeah, around.
1: I think it's safe to call him Villa Podium now. No, no. <laughs> so it's the, it's is, the Ginger Ninja. <laughs> it's the Ginger Ninja. I, think, I still
0: bloody bloody came up with that when we first started doing Seed Time. And I still I still think that I was a fantastic nickname. I remember that. The okay. Ginger Ninja. It is like, yeah.
1: Alright, are you calling Ginger Ninja? I'm going to stick to Villa Podium.
0: I think Villa Podium's pretty good, too. Have you seen that somewhere, or did you come up with that? No,
1: a good friend of mine, Lando, came up with it.
0: Like Lando Calrissian? No. Was... In the Cloud City?
1: No, that's just his nickname. He's Landon. Is he black? No, he's white. How
0: did he pick up the nickname Lando?
1: Because uh, he's a bro. Because
0: he's... <laughs> what? Are you guys, like, tan? Huh? You no, guys, no. Do like, spike he... your hair up on the weekends, like Jersey Shore? No, dated his history. Long story. So he's a bro. He's a bro. So if I've slept with a friend of mine's sister, him and I are then bros? I
1: said dated, man. I didn't say sleep. Come on.
0: Caleb Ramsey. What? I have certain expectations like with you in life.
1: Back to Supercross. you right? get getting sidetracked.
0: That's okay. Sidetrack's fun. Sidetrack can be a good time.
1: <laughs> Talk about my friends. hope <laughs> he doesn't watch this.
0: Is it Lando? Lando Cal- Calrissian. Lando Calrissian. Watches Sea (laughs) Time. In his Cloud City. While drinking a Colt 45. (laughs) Oh, God. I I hope there's young enough people, or I guess I should say old enough people watching this and listening that would actually get that joke. And if you do, good on you.
4: (laughs) No?
1: No. Alright, so. Super All right, C times. Yeah.
0: Supercross. Okay, so we talked a little bit about some of the ISDE type stuff for the qualifiers coming up with Idaho City and Ohio. One of the things that I wanted to point out when I call it the incidentals is the fact that uh, the Team USA 2013 shirts are now on sale to help support the team. So you can go to the AMA website and you can purchase those shirts for twenty dollars a piece. That money goes to the team to help support them. I mean, it costs a shit ton of money.
1: That's a big crate they send over there.
0: 34 guys um, between the trophy team, the junior trophy team, the women's team, the senior team, and then it's the three or four club teams that are like three or four riders apiece. So, shit ton of people. Mm -hmm. And then, of of course, all the support that goes into it. So, I think it would be in your best interest to do that. Um, And then in the best interest of definitely uh, supporting people with seat time, uh, just say, get out there and do it. You know, I'd love to say that we would support our other sponsor, but they're not supporting this episode. No oh, man. So you know what? We're gonna so wait until May. And we're, gonna <laughs> we're gonna bring it back. We're gonna bring it back in May. All right, cool. So, Caleb, tell Yo. me a little bit more about you. What's coming up?
1: What's coming up with me? Oh man, got two weeks off, which is awesome because we've been going every single weekend. Yeah. But uh, you know, you know, not a lot. Just you know, a lot of touring, a lot of TCCRA. Um, ride every chance I get. Now the days are getting longer. Get the ride in the evenings after after work, and uh, gonna try to hit up a couple of the torque series down south. A lot of fun down there. A lot of good people, um, you know. And and that and that's about it, you know. If you know if I was made of gold and money, I would be out doing the Gene CC, But I just can't afford that. <laughs> I wish so bad I could. I understand. Could be riding with those guys, but uh, you know, hopefully I will get another opportunity too um
0: what about what about uh taking a quick tag along with like the the greens or uh the autos yeah i've I've uh, thought
1: about that a lot of conflicts though okay you know and uh but uh i'm still keeping that in mind there's there's a couple of uh, a couple of weekends i'm i'm considering throughout the year if i just come up a little extra and tag along with them you know play hooky from work a few days
0: yeah so uh, it's just just do like i do and just tech people and act like you're working I think you're getting stuff done
1: You're not spinning wrenches where I work Yeah, that's working. true
0: All I have to do is check in computer code Yeah, so it's like I can kind of do that from anywhere
1: That's clearly not a wrench
0: I can see <laughs> It's a somethings. picture of a wrench It's a picture of a wrench, I promise
1: <laughs> So, you know, that's about it I train a lot, I ride a lot And uh, I race a lot And love it, can't get enough of it
0: Wicked you know, Well, I'm. Stuff. I'm glad that you could make it back onto the show Um, It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time since we had you on. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the last time we had you on, we were still recording.
1: Right, we weren't in the we weren't weren't in the new
0: house. We were in the the seat time studio, if Mm -hmm. you will. That's why we bought this house was for this room.
1: Yeah, it's huge, massive. You can't see, but it goes twenty feet that way, thirty feet. Yeah, and so
0: what he really means is it's not much bigger than the couch. This room is right. (laughs) So, there's literally a mailbox right outside of the window that you can't see. It's pretty unfortunate. But, hey, it's what we call home, and I think it's a pretty good time. Uh, I am three weeks today. Uh, I don't have my Band-Aid on, and I know that you guys can't see, but there it is. That's gnarly. Three weeks out of surgery. So, there's my, like, little two, (laughs) three-inch scar, not anything else. And uh, the two little orthoscopic uh, little bits that they had there. I, I, I've of course become ignorant and not worn the sling when I do the show. Uh, it's just it's very cumbersome, and if it bites me in the ass later, damn it, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure it will, just like everything else in you my keep life. Keeping
1: it rested on your belly very well, though. I think that's alright. It's because right. it
0: hurts to move it. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> it's not it's not exactly the most comfortable experience oh, you ever. Is. That what was really uncomfortable was the constipation from the pain. Yeah, the
1: pain medicines are that was kind of ridiculous you should have just drank wait no you're not supposed no. to do that are you Mm-mm. no okay
0: no. Uh, what well. you do is you take a suppository and you shove it in your bum and then you get 30 minutes of relaxation and then it just starts all over again so it's really <laughs> not worth it but it's interesting alright <laughs> so my surgery's going good Caleb's racing he's being awesome uh, this has been Seat mm-hmm. Time. We had Grant Baylor on the show. Got to talk to Ian Blythe as well. Uh, unexpected surprise. I Actually, I love that dude. We got to meet. Uh, we've met a couple times at, at many different races uh, in some of the West Texas stuff. And, of course, last year, Idaho City. Awesome dude. So glad that he's getting a chance this year to, to make it out east and do some racing for the GNCC. Yeah, uh, following more national enduros. Obviously, that privateer lifestyle is hard. Um, so to be able to make that work is, is fantastic.
1: Yep, yeah, it is. It's, it's it's tough out here for us pimps.
0: We've got all kinds of fun stuff coming oh, up. Uh, I think is going to be. We've got GNCC this coming weekend. We've got Enduro Cross. The Vegas opener is going to be Friday. Friday night, yeah. We've got Vegas Finale, uh, Supercross Finale on Saturday night, as well as Beer Olympics. Um, so, just to. I'm going to toss this to you because I can't hold it with my right arm. But for those of you that can see or zoom in. That is the first place trophy for Beer Olympics so it is a beer opener with a little catch it says first it says Beer Olympics 2013 it is engraved into the beer opener so I'm pretty sure that that is one of the coolest trophies ever um, and it's completely handmade by me except and my wife except for uh, the beer cap uh, opener we had that engraved because uh, we thought it would be badass
1: that's tough to make by your. So yeah, I used
0: hand. my teeth, and then I painted it black.
1: And it's made by one hand, so it's kind of like special, like you
0: special. Oh yeah, no that it. and that I did make while in the sling. It's twice so, as much labor. Absolutely, because mm. it's one hand and it's just jacked up completely. Way too many clamps had to be used for me to do that. <laughs> all right, well, seat time. So you can find us at uh, seattime.co is the website where all this kinds of fun stuff goes on. We're on Facebook, so facebook.com/seattime um, as well. We're on Twitter. Twitter.com slash seat time underscore CO. Got to change it up a little bit. Uh, if you're on Instagram, you can find us. It's pretty easy because it's seat time. There's not much that changes up there. So, Oh, uh, and you kids at home, don't oh. forget to follow me. On oh, oh, Caleb yeah. Ramsey's got some stuff for you too, yeah, ladies. At
1: the two, two. The22. Not CR22 with Chad Reed. I'm the real CR22. <laughs> that two two. guy. But yeah, at the22. Two two. On Instagram, and Caleb Ramsey on Facebook. Woo, follow me.
0: He's like, hey, I like friends, especially <laughs> if you're a hot chick friend. Friend me. Yeah, friend of hard. Now. Friend him all day long. All day long. <laughs> all right.
1: Thanks for having me, Woody.
0: Oh, dude, always. All you got to do is ask. I think that's what a lot of people don't understand, is that I do this for the love of it, not because I feel like I'm actually good at it. Mm-hmm. So, because we don't know I'm not. Nah, nah, nah. Ah, whatever. This has been Seat Time. Thank you very much. Episode 82. It's in the can. Hey, remember, I always enjoy a pint full of awesome. Pint full of awesome? Heck yeah. Pint full of awesome. Oh, wait. I've got a little bit of beer. Pint of awesome. And IllusionGraphics.net. Mm. <laughs> Thank you very much to Josh Wozner. I can't uh, do too much because of the fact that it would be a conflict of interest, but I love Josh Wosner. He does have a company out there. We will talk way more about what he is doing at the Beer Olympics and in the Beer Olympics videos. Um, but because we have... Um, a sponsor graphic you for seat C- time. Talk about hey, that. no, that's fine. <laughs> we, we're honest people here. It's what we do. So go check out ridepg.com. But after the Beer Olympics, go check out somebody else because we like them. we friends. We love you. <laughs>